Oh. Oh. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, Nick Ely, Terrence Smith, Jarvis Jeffries. That is I. We back in the building, baby. Better than ever. It's the good guys. The Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your motherfucking podcast. Hit the download button. Hit the follow button to be notified each and every time a new episode is available. And we're available right now. Talk about that Denver Dynasty. The Denver Nuggets. (laughs) Are the NBA champions of 2023? And we'll also talk about Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. Me and Terrence put Jimmy Butler in the Hall of Fame, but after his poor performance in the NBA Finals, are we going to push back? Or are we going to go ahead and stand on what we said? And what did the Miami Heat need to do in order to get past the best team in the West in the NBA Finals and for the third time finally hold up that trophy again in Miami? Dame Lillard to Miami. That's what I'm hearing. Dame Lillard, Bradley Beal, so many people that may leave uh, in a trade. It could be a, well, it's always kind of a hot July, a hot 4th of July, late June, early July, free agency NBA, Dame Lillard to Miami. That really, really, really tells me if, if that happened, this could be a whole different story if that had already happened before this series began. And uh, it probably would be another team, the other team holding the trophy. So we have to talk about Dane. We have to talk about Bradley Beal. We have to talk about D-Hop in his visit in Nashville. We have somebody calling in to tell us exactly what's going to happen about that visit with D-Hop in Nashville. He's on his way to Foxborough, Massachusetts, and he's going to visit the Patriots on Wednesday and Thursday. And um, we've got a little news around the league with the OTAs and mini camps. Mandatory mini camps now in early June. It's around that time. And uh, also, Ja Morant, the suspension, the hammer, or whatever's going to happen that Adam Silver, he will be announcing that, we think, uh, by the end of the week as far as Ja Morant now that the, the the NBA season is officially over. So here we go. Guys, how are you all doing today, man? Well. <laughs> well, I am not near vacation, first of all. Um, so I'm just okay. I can't speak for Nicholas. Yeah, I mean, you know, the vacation thing I'm definitely looking forward to. I, I need a break for sure. Um, that being said, past that part, you know, just from a sports perspective, I am not doing well because this is what we call, what I call the dead zone. It's my least favorite time of the year. NBA Finals is over. We're still, you know, a couple months away from football really getting going. Um, there's no Olympic, you know, no Olympic games. I think people may be going on, may go on. So maybe a little bit of that to watch. Um, but there's nothing to watch. You know, there's baseball and and soccer, I guess, will be going on over the summer. Um, these are things that uh, kind of interest me. So um, I hate that. I hate that, you know, for this time of the year. But that's, that's why this is when I schedule vacation. Yep. No doubt. <laughs> Smart man. That's what it sounds like. That's right. <laughs> Terrence, how you feeling, man? Who, who, who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll run into you know, some guys that's been on vacation for a while. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, that be, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be nice, huh, mister? <laughs> that, that would be something. <laughs> All right, T, what's going on, man? 
Hey, hey, look, like I said, I'm I'm just okay, man. I uh I'm kinda of disappointed. Uh the, the basketball season has gone by and uh fan duel kinda of got away from me this year. I didn't I didn't I didn't get them during the season, regular season or playoffs. Uh but hey, there's always next year is what George Garvin told me when I tried out for the team in middle school. Hey son, there's always next year. So uh, those <laughs> those words will will forever remain in my in my memory. So we'll see you next year, NBA. That's right. That's right. Dear Summer, I know you're going to miss me. Hey. So we've hey. been together like Nike Airs and Chris T's. All right, but anyway. The, the kids don't know anything about that. <laughs> right, they, right. They, they too young for that one, man. They too they young, way too young for that. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so Terrence, we've got a lot to talk about. I know we're probably going to start with the finals, but, man, I'm going to let you lead the way, man, and uh, um, let me know when you're ready so I can bust Nick's head. As I always do here on the Great Debate Show. So, you know, look, let's just let's just get started right there, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Jarvis, I think you had the finals predicted to go a little bit longer. Yeah, Nick, I think I had it right after. You did, okay. Uh, did the finals go with you know how did you guys plan on it too, uh, and what do you think about Denver winning it? Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, man. Like I said, I I, I had it with Denver and six. Uh, they were able to get it done in five. I think when we talked last week. Uh, I thought that they would split uh, games three and four. I thought Miami would win three, Denver win four. And then, uh, you know, had we recorded last night, we would have gone in the five with, uh, you know, definitely with a lot hanging in the bower. But uh, it didn't work out that way. Um, Denver, you know, they've been they've been the better team, been the best team in the league all year, and they continue to be that in this series. Um, they beat, you know, a, a tough and, and definitely uh, determined Miami team in the way that they should have, considering the talent difference. Uh, you got to you got to keep your hat to them. You know, I mean, there's been a lot going around today about Denver as far as you know the teams that they had to play to to get to and win the finals. Um, but they can only play who's in front of them. You know, the reason they didn't have to play better seeded teams because the better seeded teams didn't win and and get the opportunity to play them. Uh, that's not their fault. It's not their responsibility to carry the number two seed to be able to to play them in the in the Western Conference Finals, if uh, which it was uh, what Memphis. Uh, so the fact that Memphis didn't make it is Memphis' fault. They should have beat L.A., and they didn't. Um, you know, so, so it is what it is. Uh, they, they won it. Uh, they didn't, to my knowledge, they didn't cheat. Nobody's on HGH or anything that I know of. Um, so, that you know, they're, they're the champs. Uh, great series by them. Great playoffs, obviously, by Nicola, uh, by the Joker. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, where his place in, among the big men in NBA history lands. I think I'll, I'll let uh, Jarvis kind of get his piece out on this series before we before we get into that, uh, but, you know, great series by him definitely, uh, you know, does make people kind of revisit that MVP conversation for this year um, and, and the three-peat that some may feel he was robbed of. I still feel he wasn't because I, I still feel that he didn't deserve it last year. Um, but, you know, definitely a kind of shows that, you know, Denver uh, got the rest of the team back together, got Jamal Murray back healthy. Um, Michael Porter Jr. showed up at times, even though he was – Somewhat quiet through, through the finals itself, um, but certainly you know you had the, the two headed monster of Murray and, and Joker uh, doing their thing. Uh, you know, arguably the best two man game in the league, and, and they showed it. Yeah, um, um, John, before you before you step in here, this is one thing that I hate about the way we discuss things now. And this, this is not a shot at you, Nick, at all. You were just stating what, what people were stating, but like Joker is only twenty six. Um, I don't know if we if, if we know anybody on the caliber that he's on right now that started where he started from. I want to say he's the first player picked outside of 15 to win an MVP and a finals MVP. You guys correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, either way, 
the 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 improvements that he's made are ridiculous. And instead of us rejoicing and congratulating him on being that that and I hate to say this word, being that little fat kid from Serbia that, you know, we kinda laughed at a little bit for being so unathletic, uh, just looking like a chubby a kid that you probably wouldn't even pick in a pickup game at the Y to being two time finals a two time MVP, almost three time MVP and a finals MVP now. Instead of doing that, we are talking about his place in history already. When damn, his history has just started. Like I don't want to compare him to Wilt or to Hakeem or to Shaq or to any of those guys yet. Cause it's just not time. It's nowhere near time. Like let's let's at least let him get over thirty before we start uh, breaking down his quote unquote legacy. Now Jimmy Butler, that's fair. He's had a whole career. He retires tomorrow. He's had a four game career. Uh, but Jokic is just getting started. Jamal Murray is just getting started. And uh, I'm, I don't even want to talk about next year yet. We'll do that in a few minutes. But I just, I just hate how you know I, I've unfortunately had the time to scroll over the social media pages a little more this week and uh, look, listen to a little bit more sports talk. And every, not everything, but a lot of talk has been about his place in history, or, or could he have done it to, to Will or to Hakeem? And I don't give a damn about any of that, man. I'm just, I'm just glad to see somebody who is not a, a super athlete who took time to develop the craft, took time and changed his body around also, I want to say that, uh, and is now dominating in a way that very few has ever done. Is that is that a situational feeling, Terrence, or is that is that how you feel across the board about comparing I guys? Think, I think it's how I feel across the board, man. I, I think that... Um, Did you feel that way about the conversation with Patrick Mahomes, or is he just an outlier? Patrick Mahomes might be an outlier because he's been so damn good. Like from the very, you know, from the very jump, he almost broke the touchdown record in the, in the regular season. Right. Um, like so, that's why I was kind of more like, okay, like, you thought this about everybody? Is Patrick Mahomes an outlier, or do you not? So, like, okay, so by, by that same token, I think it's fair to have a conversation about Mahomes because he is such an outlier. And the same token, it's not okay to have a conversation about Lamar Jackson. Because he's been really good, but he hasn't been Mahomes good. Nobody has. I don't think anybody has ever. But in history of football, nobody has. So that's true. So that's history. Right, right. But even with that being said, I mean, Joker's got well, he did, we did two MVPs and a Finals MVP by age twenty six. What does that list look like? That's pretty doggone good. Uh, by age twenty six. I'm trying to remember just so I can if I can see off the top of my head. I don't think anybody makes that list. I don't think anybody. Yeah, I don't think anybody because you got to keep in mind back in the day those guys had to go to college, so they didn't start playing until what 23, 24 Jordan maybe. Jordan didn't win until he was like 28. 27, 28, I think. Yeah. As he got an MVP his rookie year, a rookie, uh, 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 Finals MVP his rookie year. When did he? When did he start winning league? Because he won what three league MVP? I think he won three. Three. Okay. I think three or four. Him and Larry Bird kind of, you know, Larry Bird won three. And, uh, Magic, I think Magic, Magic may have won two or three. I don't know if he won more than two. Because one of those years, Moses Malone got it. Um, so it's just not, and, and Kareem was still winning them too, I think, in that time frame. So yeah. uh, there's not a lot of yeah. not a lot of room in there for Magic to win MVP. Right. Uh, well, look, before we get into exactly where Jokic is in history, NBA history, I w- I just want to just briefly say that, man, I knew they were going to win the championship. I've been saying it all along. Yeah. If if it wasn't Lakers-Celtics like I 
had predicted. But again, that was my theory, so to speak, as far as what I thought they would do for ratings and just something that they always do. Uh, but no, this has been one of the most legit. Well, I mean, the officials still suck. Uh, that's no surprise. They always have. They always will. They do what they do. And I, I still do think that they're told to do it, you know, by league officials. But the game looked real. The series looked real. Uh, the, on the way to the finals, the Miami Heat, everything that they did, the the Denver Nuggets, they, they were in dominant fashion on their way to the finals and dominated the finals, you know, besides that one game. Now, game five was not an easy win, but they got the dub. And that's what they do. They find ways. And um, Mike Michael Malone made a great adjustment, I thought, when Bam was just going in beast mode uh, in the first half early. And Jokic got stuck with those two fouls really quick in the first quarter. I was like, man, it's going back to South Beach if, if this gets out of hand. And then DeAndre Jordan, he brings him off the bench, inserts him into the lineup. I, don't, I hadn't seen him all – playoffs i don't but maybe in the oh, in, playoffs yeah i can't remember i might have saw him once or twice in the first or second round but i hadn't seen him in quite some time not much and then he shows up he didn't make i wouldn't say he made you know i wouldn't say that he really had an impact on the game but he his body being there it kept bam from just really going that hell off because that's what he was about to do just that extra body that extra length to make Bam have to adjust his shot and everything that he was doing near the rim. He was going in. And uh, I knew that he would do what he did also. But the Nuggets won because they were the better team. They're the most talented team. And what it all boils down to is that Miami could use a Dame Lillard. They really could. But they also could use another body, another big. Uh, It doesn't have to be – he needs to be bigger than Bam because they lack size. That was the reason why this was a mismatch the entire series – but, again, kudos to Miami for just fighting hard and not giving up, well, until the last 11 seconds of the fourth quarter when they really should have just at least fouled and, you know, give it give it all you got until the final second. But they didn't do that. But up until the 11-second mark, they fought all postseason. They overachieved. And you, you just got to give credit. I have to still – Put Jimmy. Absolutely. I have to still give Jimmy Butler credit for dragging this team all the way to the finals, but I have to be a little hard on him because if I didn't, it would be a contradiction to myself for all the things that I've said negatively about James Harden, who is never good in the postseason or at least past the first round, and I've always been hard on him. Now, again, J- Jimmy Butler took his team all the way to the finals. Harden has still yet to do that yet in his NBA career. So for that alone, I still have him giving that I still have him getting that Hall of Fame nod. But he was pretty bad in this NBA finals. I have to admit it. I don't know. I'm waiting on some story to come out about his ankle, even though he doesn't want to make those excuses. Something has to be wrong. It will hear about it, I'm thinking in the next day or so he's gonna have some kind of surgery. He's gonna try to do it quietly, but It'll come out. Something has to be wrong with him because he was just off. He had good looks. At first, I thought it was Aaron Gordon's size that gave Butler a problem, but that wasn't really the issue either because they set the right picks and screens when needed. He got good looks. He just was bad when it came to shooting, and he wasn't himself defensively either. So uh, they moved the offense and pushed the ball a lot more and a lot faster. They had a better pace when Kyle Lowry would come off the bench. I know Nick hates uh, Kyle Lowry, but I thought he still 
his his veteran. Kyle Lowry plays surprisingly well in this series. Oh, and right. Playoffs overall, I, I will give Kyle Lowry some credit. I think I, I think I did say a few shows sometime back that I, I've taken him above Derek Fisher at least. Okay, well I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Nick. Finally, Kyle Lowry gets some roses from Nick Ely here at the Great Debate Show. I mean, I just thought that if he had played a little more than what he did, I don't know why Tyler Harrow didn't come on the court. They said he was available to play. Eric Spoelstra still didn't put him on the floor. So whatever, it's over with. It's done. The Denver Nuggets are the best team in the NBA. They deserve to win. Congratulations. And I didn't see anything to tell me that this game wasn't real. It really looked real. I I, I have to say that. I, I, I bash all of these sports. It's scripted. It's this, is that. This was a time, if I could ever say, maybe it's really real. This is the time. It was no Lakers Celtics. And it looked like they were going to actually do that. <laughs> but no. Nuggets, Heat, they didn't give a damn what you wanted to see. I don't know what the ratings were like. We'll find out in a day or so. And it, I'm, sh- I'm sure it won't be as, you know, through the roof like the Lakers and Celtics would have been. But that's neither here nor there. The Nuggets and the Cel- the Nuggets and Heat look like the best two teams in each conference. And it just, that's the way it went. Five games. I said Denver will win in six. I almost thought it was, it was going to be a game six, to be honest with you, for a minute. But, man, perseverance. Jokic, we're about to get into the talk about Jokic and where he stands in NBA history. And, man, I got to say, the boy is bad. I mean, I've been saying this for months now. You all are very big on Luka. I'm like, Luka Doncic, he's cool. But, man, Nikola Jokic is phenomenal. And he is the best player on that team. He gets triple doubles like it's nothing. He can do it in his sleep. This dude, is he's phenomenal. He's, he's unbelievable. Not the most athletic. I don't even know if the brother can really jump. But the dude does what he needs to do when it needs to be done. And him and Jamal Murray, as I've said before, is Duncan and Ginobili or Duncan and Tony Parker, uh, whoever you want to say. Or you can give Tony Parker to another one of the guys. I don't know, Michael Porter Jr., KCP. These guys, Bruce Brown, these guys are good, and they all know their role. Shout out to Jeff Green for the little minutes that he gave and the contribution that he made and getting himself another chip uh, or maybe his first. I'm not sure. But congratulations to all of these guys. They they worked hard. They earned it. They deserved it. Game five was not easy for them because it was a lot of nerves. I'm sure it was nerve-wracking. This is the elimination game. Are we about to win our first ever championship? It's not easy to do, and they almost let it slip through. It almost went back to South Beach, but they hung in there, persevered, and they got the win. Shout out to the Nuggets. This is going to be a dynasty. I've said it. They're not going anywhere. Phoenix Suns, uh, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, whoever needs to hear this, LeBron, AD, whoever needs to hear this in the West, they're not going anywhere. I'm telling you, they're not going anywhere. They are the new San Antonio Spurs. I've been saying this for a minute, and now we're starting to hear other people whisper those same words on ESPN and reports and everywhere else in sports media. The Nuggets are bad to the bone. They're not going anywhere. And I heard Mad Dog, where he made the statement saying that the Nuggets are a good team, but they're not a great team. They're not the Warriors. They're not the Bulls. They're not the Lakers. They're not going to be any of those teams. I beg to differ. The way the league is now, it's hard to get teams like this. Shout out to the owner of the Denver Nuggets who gave them time, who had patience, 
and let Mike Malone have the patience and work with this team and develop them. Jamal Murray got healthy. They won the championship. There it is. They're not going anywhere. This is not a one-year fluke. I guarantee it. But the Miami Heat, if they get Dame Lillard, we could be seeing Bulls jazz. And I'm going to say this first before somebody else says it. I'm saying it right now on June 13, 2023. If the Heat get the get Dame Lillard, it'll be just like the Bulls and Jazz in 97-98 NBA Finals. We will be seeing two teams, the same two teams in the Finals, back-to-back seasons. Nuggets, Heat again, if they do that. There's not a team that can fuck with Denver in the West. And if Dame goes to South Beach, Philly, Boston, they, everybody's got to make changes. I know the offseason is just Dang now it, beginning. South Beach is only interesting depending on what Miami has to give up to get him. Well, I, I think that's my problem. I, I don't think they'll have to give up much. They've got picks. Pat Riley is a genius. They know what they're doing. They've if got so if they can much. They make it work with picks. Get Dame and and maybe you know and probably keep like a Gabe Vincent. He probably goes to the bench, right? Uh, you know. Probably Max Struess probably replaces Duncan Robinson. If you can get a M out of there, you might send him to Portland in the deal just to get some of the money. I'll make some of the money work. Yeah. Because um, he, he had to live up to his contract, obviously. Um, you know, if you can then, of course, keep down. Uh, if you, and, and, and Jimmy, obviously, that's part of the whole point. Um, if you can do that, then maybe they, they uh, that moves them forward. Um, particularly with, I think Dame is the most, Miami Miami Heat culture player that doesn't actually play for the Heat in the league um, at this point, and so uh, so that it's only interesting if they don't have to blow the blow the rest of it. Up. I, I would think you probably want to keep Tyler Hero in that deal if you can at all possible. Um, if you lose him, that uh, that could hurt. Um, just yeah. cause, you know, Hero is a good player. I think he could benefit having Dane, you know, Dane next to him. Yeah, well, if Hero stays. And I will say, after watching the Miami Heat without him, I don't think they'll be that bad off without him. But uh, if if he stays, good, cool. But if they can keep Caleb Martin, and um, as long as Caleb, Caleb Martin, Martin and Bam, have to lose. man, I like Caleb Martin defense yeah, and shooting. And, 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 and guys, let's be real. There's not going to be any single trade scenario where Portland sends uh, uh, Dame over and they don't get Hero back. It's, it's not going to work. I'm okay with that though. I'll take Dame over Hero. And I'll tell you why. I don't know if you guys know, but there's in the new CBA, the, the owners kind of snuck in a. Uh, it's not a hard. It's not a hard cap. Uh, I, I was listening to Adrian Wojnarowski explain this earlier, but it's called a second. Uh, it's a second T or something like that. But basically, the luxury tax you're going to be taxed extremely hard now. Uh, according to what, what I was getting from Wallace earlier, and the era of the super team is just about over. Me. Now well, I do well, think that Miami financially could still handle Dame's contract, but for both sides, Tyler Hero would have, would absolutely have to go. And again, I'm okay and with that. Probably, probably one or two more guys too, just to make it work financially. Yeah. And now, now according to Adrian Wojnarowski, you're going to have to start replacing those guys where you were getting. Veterans that can still off them a little bit. Now you're going to have to have younger, cheaper players, uh, more ex- inexperienced players. If you're going to have, if you're going to have three big contracts, uh, you are going to really pay for it. 
And a lot of teams are going to suffer. You're going to see a lot of trades this summer. I don't think there's a chance in hell Draymond Green comes back, which leads me to my next question. Who wins again? Who wins this thing next year? Who are who is our way too damn early pick <laughs> to win the championship for next year? Taking all that into account. Well, everything. Go ahead, Jarvis. I'll let you. I'll let you pick first. Oh no! I promise I'll be quick. I, I know there's a lot of teams that still have to make changes. Uh, I'm gonna be the first to say Chris Paul to Boston or Chris Paul to New Orleans would be the best look for him. If not, retire, brother. You're doing good with State Farm. Man, go and chill with your family and be good, be cool. I love you, man. I've been your biggest fan since day one. I didn't even play a hate on you when you was at Georgia Tech. I mean, at Wake, and I'm a Tar Heel fan. So I'm telling you, I've been I've been there since day one, brother. But it's time to go ahead and hang it up. Boston is the only team that I really see you really being able to help because they just need somebody to facilitate it. But anyway, I digress. Uh, it's easy for me. Even after all these teams make their changes, all they're going to do is just just bounce players around just like they bounce coaches around. And they're going to make the wrong moves. Somebody may make a move that's a little bit. It's going to be more Minnesota Timberwolves trades, and I hate to use them for an example because I actually thought that trade was going to work out. But it's going to be a trade like that that's going to happen more often that won't work versus a trade that's actually going to be phenomenal and they're going to be in the NBA Finals because of it. I think nobody. No matter what they do, they better still bring their A game for the Denver Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are going back to back. And they're going to win the championship next year, too. I, I am so happy that Jarvis led this with Chris Paul. This just makes this perfect. This is because here's the curveball. I'm going to tell you who the, who the champion is going to be and why. Champion for next year, I'm going to pick, is the other guy that I've seen to this point that I've been researching while y'all been talking that has recently won two MVPs and a finals MVP by age 28. And that man's name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And he won the championship next year. And the reason being is because Chris Paul will end up in Miami as opposed to Damian Lillard, who ends up in Milwaukee. And I think when that, I think that's the move that they're going to try to make. I think that's that's going to be the plot twist. Everybody's got their eyes on Dane getting to Miami, and I think if if for whatever reason they can't make the money work, or the or the uh, Trailblazers want something for Miami that they're not willing to part with, I I I, say, I feel one of those two scenarios is going to be what comes up, and I think Milwaukee sneaks in, gets Dane into Milwaukee, and uh, it's. It's curtains behind that one, oh, in my oh, opinion. Because oh, oh, then, 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 even if you get the Milwaukee-Denver matchup in the finals next year, oh, that's going to be beautiful. Well, what, what, <laughs> what, well, well, well I'm, I'm going to have to throw this back at you like you threw at me earlier. What in the hell is Milwaukee going to have to give up to get a Dame Lillard? I don't know, but I would be less worried about it for Milwaukee. Really? Okay. Yeah. I because, mean, you don't think Milwaukee has more to lose because, than Miami? Because Giannis is that much better than Jimmy, in my opinion. I mean, you know, he, he got he got hurt in the series, whatever. I'm not even really putting it on that. You know, Miami got it. Well, he did miss two games. So, I mean, that, that does hurt for sure. Um, but they've got Miami better got coaching. Uh, you know, and, and it's, not, it's not to take anything away from Jimmy. You know, we we know how much I, I have, you know, rallied for Jimmy uh, through these playoffs and everything else. And so, we, you know, that fact, there was a very, uh, very animated episode in which I talked about how great Jimmy was doing. But, uh, 
But you that being said, I mean, Giannis is a better player than him. Not to mention he's younger. He's actually also 28. Joker is 28, not 26. Um, and so both of them have, have won, you know, the two MVPs and the finals MVP right. by age 28. Yeah. And uh, and so I think the Bucks win it next year. And I think it's because Dane joins them there, and, uh, and that's going to be a monster. The likes of which we have not seen in quite some time. Well, to make it to, yeah, well, to, to, to make it to make it what we just watched. To, uh, let, let me let, let me say this though to make it clear, Dame Lillard did come out and say on yesterday that he is he is hoping that Portland, the Portland Trailblazers, and the front office can work something out where they can better their roster. That is that's still his A plan. That's Plan A. Now he yeah. if they can't work it out, yeah, he's gonna. He's going to be forced to, to to move on, but he is stating now. He did come out and say that he is hoping that Portland comes up with something and does something. So I don't know. I'm just just wanting to put that out there. Um, hey, Dame in Milwaukee would be dangerous. I think Terrence has brought that up a few times on the show in yes. in, in recent seasons. Yes, I want him to go to Milwaukee. I've been calling for it for for at least a couple of years now. Right, right. Did I just did I just steal your thunder? No, 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 no. You just you just made me know that I was right. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if, if if they don't have to give up much, I I definitely I definitely would think that would be pretty damn dangerous. But um, and, and, and I also add, I wouldn't be shocked to see Fred Van Vliet end up with the Lakers. Van Vliet, okay, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't be shocked by that. He did but, decline. His I mean, the, the problem with that is it, it would depends on what Van Vliet would want to command financially, because that's what I was just saying earlier. It's going to be really hard to have three uh, max contracts on your team now. Ah, uh, yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. That's right. That. I think they keep in after this, after this coming season. Or after oh, maybe season, so. Maybe so. Yeah. Okay, that might, that might be a case then. Yeah, um, I think that's the last I heard of it. They keep in after, well, after next season. Here's the problem: if there are going to be a whole lot of trades this summer to try to get teams cap ready, mm-hmm. um, I think the biggest issue is that. We've got a team now in Denver that is young and is already intact and in place for these new CBA rules. Yeah. Uh, I I think that that gives Denver the heads up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gives teams like Miami, who is just a player away, who don't they don't they don't need a Damian Lillard. Now Damian Lillard would of course take them to a whole other level. Yeah, uh, but if they can, if they can get you know just any kind of a serviceable player at, at the at the point guard position, maybe they could easily uh, sign Kyrie. I, I, mean, I, I like what they have. I just think that they need to find maybe they need to upgrade the bench or something. But regardless, I think next year Denver already has a leg up because everybody's taken care of. That team is already intact. Yeah, they ain't got to really do anything. Maybe they could they could they might lose Bruce Brown, uh, but that's that's a spot they can they can elevate Christian Christian Braun Brown. Yeah. who kind of plays similar to uh, Bruce yeah. Brown, real scrappy, real even more so athletic, yeah. but just as scrappy and, uh, and and can make some shots as well. Uh, Denver is in prime position, guys, to win this thing again next year, just based on the team that, that they have. Yeah, they're definitely in pole position right now. No, no, no argument there. But uh, So, listen, I am looking for – I do think you're right, though. Yeah, uh, Nick, I do think you're right. I do believe um, – with uh, Lillard or no Lillard, I think that Milwaukee is in the finals next year. And I think that they should have been this year. Maybe they would have been had they played any team but Miami. Miami just had a toughness to them. They came out playing that damn zone. And listen, I think teams better, better pay attention to this because their zone defense gave the first seed problems 
it gave the second seed in the East problems, and it gave the the final champion problems. But they just had a damn good player to help them get through it. And young, and, and Joker. they had a damn good answer for it. Yeah, yeah, they had a damn good answer for it. They did um, struggle. But it still, at times, gave they, them issues. They and struggled them a game. They struggled. Look, look. The thing about it is, yeah, they struggled. That offense was like last night was not a pretty game offensively for either team. No, and Miami just played better offense. We could be having a totally different conversation now. If Jimmy Butler was was great, like we expected him to be. It probably would be a, a different. But listen, series. guys, I, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. I just got to say this, guys. Jimmy Butler took that team from the AC, from the play-in game yeah. to the AC uh, through the first round against against the best team and the best player through the second round against uh, uh, who they have in the second round? Philly? Not Philly. No, your Knicks. They had my Knicks, which you know may have been the toughest play, a toughest uh, series in the uh, <laughs> in the until they got to the finals. Uh, and then they then they got got to Boston and like Butler got them through all of that and I just I, I think it's very similar to the bubble. He just ran out of gas. Yeah, he ran out of gas. And and then you talk not only are you talking about running out of gas, but then you talk about getting to Denver. And the altitude is a killer. Like a lot of people over the years have talked about how bad that altitude is. So you already low on, running on fuse because you got to keep in mind they only had what two three days of rest before they had to start the finals. Yeah. Butler was done, y'all. It, they got, they rode their horse until they couldn't ride it anymore. And yeah. you know that's that's the other part of this course that I have. Like, oh, Butler's he's just a B plus player. A B plus player does not get them through that far. Right. That's true. That's true. you know he might not be A plus all the time, but damn, like I, I think Kyrie, people like Kyrie get more respect than Butler does, and Kyrie ain't ever done shit by himself. Right. And speaking of Kyrie. And, if the Miami oh, yeah. he, if the Miami he can't trade for Dame Lillard, they can easily just sign Kyrie. And that would be a great signing for him. That, that's what they should do. They don't have to give up shit. Uh, I would still maybe consider moving Tyler Hero. That's a good piece for him. I mean, you, you don't have, have to trade anybody. What? What did I say? They can sign Kyrie easier than Miami? trade for Dame. Huh? I'm sorry. That man would not last two weeks. In Miami. Well, well, I mean, look, I don't know how Pat Riley yeah, would be. Kyrie ain't going to last anywhere. I mean, but I, I think with his style of play, that's probably uh, he can just get it on shot. He, he is perfect for what they need sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Miami, if, if, with that culture, they're not putting up with that. Hey, man, if it could work. I'm not going to debate that with you, Nick, but if it could work. You know, I mean, Pat, you can't do a lot of things with Pat Riley that you can do with, uh, with other organizations either. Eric Spolstra, you know, th- this is about discipline. Eric Spolstra even let LeBron know what's up, you know, and LeBron was just like, nah, I got to go. He's trying to really be a head coach here, you know. So I, I don't know. But if he could work in Miami, they wouldn't have to trade for Dame. Just sign Kyrie. And I think Miami would still be in the finals and you still beat the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm just saying. Actually, no more I think about that, that's, that's actually probably not true of Kyrie. That actually might be a great fit. Because at the end of the day, the man just want to play basketball and be left alone. I mean, Miami is a hard place to be left alone in. But, <laughs> that's, you know, and, and let him go spout about the earth being flat and whatever else. Yeah. On his own time. They're not really going to care as long as you come come to practice. Right. And, and show, show the work. Hey, and they're they going to let you get your rest through the regular season because they just want to make the playoffs. It's, and once we get to the once we get to the playoffs, hey, it's go time. You better be ready to go when it when it's time to go to the playoffs. After that is we ain't hearing nothing. 
I know it's not I know it's not an easy thing to deal with when you when your team, if you're a Miami Heat fan that just lost the NBA finals, but they've got a lot to look forward to if, if they could just add another big to help Bam, because they need they need more size. Um and, and if they could add a Dame or a Kyrie in that backcourt, man. I wouldn't say Chris Paul, but Kyrie or that damn Dame. Miami Heat is right back in the finals, and so will the so will the Denver Nuggets, because I think they're going anyway. And we could see Bulls Jazz 97-98 finals back to back all over again. This is Chris Paul will be the consolation prize. I mean, like like, you know, they and they, they probably will get something else with him because I think if they if the Suns ended up releasing him, if they released him instead of him having to trade having to get traded for him, then you know, of course Miami could sign him for less. You whatever or they may redo redo his deal anyways. Yeah. Get him for less and then they'll still be looking for something else to, to right. kind of help fill in the gap because Chris Paul is, is kind of He's part of the solution. He can't be the solution at this point. As much as I hate to say that, right. I love Chris Paul, but, I mean, he's 30, what, eight years old as well? Yeah. Uh, he's not the solution. He's just part of it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, that's that's enough. Um, we, lot, lot, too much time on this. But, hey, the Nuggets are the champions. We love it. We, we're happy for them. Congrats. Uh, they had a great season. And uh, when you talk about the Lakers, what they did in 01, when you talk about, or was it 2000? No, 01, what the Lakers did, 16 and 1. The Denver Nuggets were 16 and 4. That's pretty damn dominant. And they, it, that's what they did all the way through the finals, I mean, through the postseason. And uh, again, I think they're the new San Antonio Spurs. And I don't think the Denver Nuggets are going anywhere anytime soon. I think they can have another ring, possibly two more rings in the next three, four years. And that would be a dynasty. So I think it's going to happen. Uh, and, when I, and, and, and Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, maybe they just want to know what you know winning feels like because they were at every damn game. And <laughs> they were, they we, were there. They were very supportive. Very supportive. Right. So when we get to the football season and we get to talking about the Denver Broncos and the AFC West predictions, I hope everyone tunes in to see what I have to say this year. As we do it. They let me down bad last season. Terribly. All right, Terrence, what else we got, man? I know we got uh, a little football talk. Um, a few more. Few yeah, more. yeah, yeah. We, we definitely want to switch to a little football. So, of course, if anybody's been keeping up this uh, this offseason, uh, we know that running backs have the, the, the topic of running backs being paid. has been a big issue. Uh, Saquon Barkley has already come out and said he's not going to attend uh, mandatory minicamps. Uh, I think uh, Jacobs out in Oakland. Well, I'm still saying Oakland, guys. I gotta, we got to start a, a dollar draw or something. Every time I say the Oakland Raiders, this year, I got to drop a dollar or something. The Las Vegas Raiders. You got uh, that, Chris? You can play dollar draw? I want to play dime draw. <laughs> I don't plan on saying, saying the old word too many more damn times, so we can do the dollar draw. It won't, you you, you want to make it count. Yeah, yeah. When, when, hey, when dollars are involved, I get real serious. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So, uh, <laughs> I'm about dollars. What the fuck is 56? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. So apparently, uh, Jacobs might also miss camp. Guys, is it time for the NFL to change how they treat running backs financially? Absolutely. And if so, what, are, what, are they, what can they do? Absolutely. Um, as you know, I think we discussed, you know, a little bit off air. I, I kind of yeah. came up with an idea that would be similar to uh, how the NBA treats guys who are who are trying to get their second contract in free agency. You know, the John Morant, as the right is right now, the John Morant, the Aaron Foxes, uh, Jalen Brown, et cetera, et cetera. 
where, you know, the team that drafted them has their bird rights basically starting after their first year. So the first year they would sign whatever the rookie the rookie deal is based on when they're drafted. They could draft the top ten, you know, they get X amount, you know, top five, X amount, whatever, whatever, for that one year. And then the next year, well, I'm sorry, they, they would sign the deal. It would be like an opt-out every year. They would sign the deal for four years, but they have an opt-out every year. After the first year, if they want to opt-out, if they feel like they can go get more, then they can entertain other teams, see what they get offered. And if the team that that drafted them decides, hey, we want to go ahead and give him the max contract, whatever that could be for a running back at that point, then they give it to him. If they don't, then he can go sign it with another team. And that way they can make their money because running backs these days hit the league already in their prime. So by the time they get four or five years in and it's time for them to get their money, they've got a lot of miles on them, and, and that's what the owner said. Well, he, you know, he ain't got much left on the tires, and they run him into the ground, and then he has to go sign somewhere for half of what he, what he should have been getting paid. Um, and so I think that's a way to kind of even the playing field uh, for the running backs and for the owners to protect themselves. You know, if you um, – I mean, obviously they're, they're overly protected with the way it's, it's currently set up. Um, but if you're going to, you know, try to beat this thing in the middle and see some ground, I think that's a, that's a fair way to do it. Okay. Well, I don't really – I don't know what to say. I ain't got much on it. Uh, just, look, pay Josh Jacobs – uh, the New York Giants should pay Saquon Barkley. Uh, he's not showing up for mandatory minicamp either. And um, but, but that's the thing, should they? That, that's that's the problem they come there now. Is should they? Because well, you may not go get Saquon Barkley level production, but you can get something something close enough to it. Yeah, from a guy you might you you might have just drafted, or you might go find on somebody else's team that yeah. just fits your system correctly. You might get. You know, you might not get his his rookie. I think his rookie in second year. He's a part of the perfect example. His rookie year, I think he came out and put up you know fourteen hundred yards receiving. I mean, rushing and another six or seven hundred yards receiving, and like eight seventeen eighteen touchdowns. That's a first team all pro running back. But he but he's got to get paid whatever the rookie scale is, as opposed to what he you know what a top flight running back in his prime is really worth. Yeah, yeah, nothing's really changed. This has always been this way. It's just. When it comes to running backs and the running back position in the, in the National Football League, it's always been like this. It's just, you know, they had this, this, this. What was it? Thirty? It used to be thirty. Now you you, you don't even have to make it to thirty. It's but getting lower and lower. It's, it's getting lo- time to look up now. It's getting lower and lower. But one thing I'm noticing, and shout out to Adrian Peterson because he kind of changed that narrative a bit. Some of these guys are he's going the into one. thirty. He's, that's an outlier. Yeah, but he's but, the only yeah. one. but no, but he, no, he's the last for that breed. Well, there's a few other guys I think since him that has actually started to go into the thirty, into thirty or past thirty, and still can be productive. Um, they don't always give all these backs the chance by not signing them, but it's like these guys can still play. Um, I, I, look, what you said, Nick, makes a lot of sense, which is the, which is all the reason why they probably will never do it. But um, look, I just know that Jacobs needs to be paid, Barkley needs to be paid. In a way, it's still a good thing for the league because. If they when they don't until they change this, you get teams like the San Francisco 49ers who get to pick up guys in a trade like Christian McCaffrey just because of these same reasons. So uh Saquon Barkley, if he doesn't get paid by New York, guess what? Somebody's gonna pay him and um he'll be somewhere shining. And I hope he does do that. But again, yeah, I told at, you uh, I would I'll be very cautious with a team like New England. They just cut one of their running backs and they could be preparing themselves for a Saquon trade, 
Uh, but I got to say this too, man. That's all cool and dandy. Like, I understand it's been going on a while. But the problem I have with it is you got guys like Ryan Tannehill. You got guys like uh, Daniel Jones who have never been better than just good. And they get to turn around and hand the ball off and let these running backs take beatings. And they, they get favorable contracts while the running backs get either underpaid or get outcasted. Uh, to me, Derrick Henry is, is criminally underpaid. Mm-hmm. And Saquon is, is also very underpaid, making $10 million, $10 million because as we know about Saquon, more so than just about any other player, he's had to overcome so much injury. Uh, and to get back to that form, many of us didn't think he would ever get back to it. Mm-hmm. Now, you're telling me that he's got one chance to get a big contract in this league. This is his only chance. Um, and the team that drafted him, the team that he's got all there for, doesn't want to give it to him because he's, what, 26 years old? <laughs> 26 years old. Listen to how that sounds, guys. 26 years old is too old. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous because they run you in the ground and then they, they purposely do it. Uh, and then they just don't want to pay you after that. And I just, I just, I just find that to be borderline criminal. And it is. Uh, I think the, the best is. example, the best example to me is probably going to be, uh, who, who did we talk about on the last show, guys? The Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. I was just about to say that. Yeah, the time was looking like the best player in the league. And then the next year, hell, he was completely done because they ran him in the ground. Yeah. And it's just sad, man. It's really sad that these guys spend their whole lives playing a sport, a sport that they love, and they just want to be able to take care of themselves. And they can't do it because people are greedy and they are taking advantage of these guys, taking advantage of their bodies more so than anything else. And they don't want to pay them, and it's not right. And they, they need, to me, the fact that the CBA has not done something for running backs in the last, what, 10 years or so, uh, to me, it's just ridiculous because they need, those guys need to be taken care of. Well, you can blame the people of like Bill Parcells and Joe Gibbs from back in the day. And I know young people don't know who the hell they are, but they got to Google them. Yeah, yeah. But those are, the co- those are the coaches who said, we're going to run the ball and play defense. And, and, oh, and, 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 and they, 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 they had what they call Bill Cows. Like they, no, teams didn't have two running backs. Bill it was one running back and you had a backup. And they ran him in the ground. And, and, and those guys would turn around and they would get that ball all damn game long. All game you know? long. But, but, here's, but here's the thing to that now. Um, uh, shit, Smith, uh, out of, from the Cowboys, he was a Bell Cow. And he had a long career. So it, it's not like, it's not like players can't do that anymore. Like, I understand that people are saying the game was more a little more violent now, but hell, the game is also as softer, as soft as it is, uh, softer than it's ever been right now. Yeah. So you telling me a running back can't have a good career for 12, 13 years? Yeah, it's nowhere near. I'm just, I'm just not buying it, y'all. It's, it's, I understand every once in a while, you know, you got one that gets a knee or an ankle, and they might not be at MVP form, but those guys still deserve to get paid uh, to be completely outcasted at 26, 27 years old. It's not right. They can say whatever they want to say. Saquon deserves a big contract. Derrick Henry deserves a big contract. Josh Jacobs just led the league in rushing last year. Uh, he deserves a big contract. Those guys should get paid just as well as those damn quarterbacks that they keep saving their asses. Well, I will say this, and we can move on to the next uh, segment, T, but I'll say this to Nick. We talked about this a year ago uh, when I was when I was telling you that Saquon's got a lot to prove this season because he's on my borderline bust uh, alert. And I told you because of that and his inability of availability, that's another one of the excuses they're going to, you know, 
use at the table, at the negotiating table as to why they're not going to pay him a certain amount yeah. or why he hadn't got the long-term deal. We're going to tag you. Let's see if you can stay healthy for another year. That's, that's, that, that's to me, that's fair. Right? Like, Saquon has been injured a lot. You know, like I was just saying earlier, I don't think a lot of us didn't think that he would come back and beat back at this form. I, I was not in that camp. I, bet, I was the one that bet against Jarvis and said, nah, Saquon's going to be back. And he played 16 out of 17 games this year. He ran for 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. He caught 57 passes and for 338 yards. But because of the issues that I had with him, yeah, is the reason were, why. Were train. I think I was somewhere in the middle. I was hopeful. Uh, I didn't know. I just didn't know. But be- I, I, I had great faith. And the thing about it is he, he's only really missed all basically all of one season. He, he missed all of 20. He, missed, he only played two games in 2020. He missed, he missed three games in uh, 2019 and missed three games in 2021. That's it. Other than that, he played, he played 16 he played 16 games in 2018 and played 16 out of 17 this year. Well, hey, the man. be that as it may, the things that I said I had an issue with, that's the main reason why he's trying to get a deal. And I told you he was going to struggle to get it. And here we go. Um, but anyway – I do. I disagree with the Giants front office. Daniel Jones also, is not who they should have paid. He, he wouldn't deserve it. Now, would you still say that? No, I just said he needs to get his money. I said that. Oh, okay. But I. But I. But I. I yeah. No. No. I said he needs to get his money. But I also know why. You know, he's not going to get it because of the same issues that I had with him. Uh. So, but in the end, he did good, and I disagree with the Giants front office. Daniel Jones shouldn't have not. He shouldn't have got paid. I mean, Daniel Jones is not nothing without Saquon Barkley in the backfield with him and the coach of the year, Brian Dable. Uh, I, I I questioned them signing Daniel Jones. They didn't. I'm not saying they should have went and got Garoppolo, but they didn't kick the tires on Garoppolo, Derek Carr, tight Tom Brady. You want to come back and play? I mean, they didn't do any. They just said we're going to re-sign our quarterback, so they must think he is the franchise guy. All right, good luck with that. Uh, all right, what what else you got, T? Uh, the next question, let, let's go to the receivers part of this uh, uh, free agency. Uh, where is D-Hop going to sign, guys? Uh, where is D-Hop going to sign? Okay, go ahead, Nick. No, no, no. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. I'm still of the mind that D-Hop visiting these teams is a smoke screen. I, it is hard for me to believe that there is not a team that is a better contender than the Titans or the Patriots. And I'll put the Patriots actually at the bottom of their list, um, and I'll, I'll tell you why here in a second. But I, I will find it hard to believe that there's not a team that, that even if it's not the Chiefs, if it's the Bills, um, if it's the uh, Dolphins don't need any receivers, if it's the Jets, um, if it's, you know, somebody, if, even if it's Minnesota, if they want to put him on the other side of uh, Justin Jefferson, um, there is somebody, there is, a, there is a team out there that can find enough money it may not be what he could get in New England or in, in Tennessee, but that is close enough where he's like, hey, I can go here and we can compete. I feel like I, I may can win one with this team um, that's out there. So he was back to Cleveland. Uh, not back to Cleveland, but he's back with Deshaun Watson, uh, who is now in Cleveland. Um, even if it's something like that, I, I, I find it hard to believe that it's not a team that, that, is, uh, that is closer to contending than those two. Uh, and I put the Titans just slightly above that. And the only reason I, I say that from a standpoint of if they were to sign D-Hop is because we've seen how it worked with them when they had uh, A.J. Brown, obviously, as number one there. Um, as much as I love A.J., I, I'm still going to put D-Hop above him 
on my on my wide receiver ranking there. Uh, but uh, but you know, so I, I think D Hop in that in that uh, in that offense, um, Derrick Henry, I think it still got you know a good bit left on his tires. Uh, that would help Brian Tannehill, obviously, and uh, you know they they could potentially be dangerous, particularly in the AFC South, um, where your only real competition, I think, at this point is Jacksonville. Okay. Um, well, I just we talking Titans and Patriots, right? Because those those are the only two teams that he's going I, to be. I'm, say, I'm saying somebody else. That's my. I'm I'm putting the third option. He's going to somebody. Okay. Other than those two teams. Okay, okay. Well, he's visited the Titans. He done that over the weekend and now he's on his way to Foxborough and he's going to he's going to visit the New England Patriots on Wednesday and Thursday. And um uh, I I know Titan fans was probably hoping he didn't get to make that trip, but uh there was a little complications in that, but they got it straight now now he is going to make the visit uh to New England. I I just think that Mac Jones I'm hearing is a little more accurate, but I don't know. I don't know if there's any proof of that. I, I I couldn't say Mac Jones is all right, I guess, but I mean, I he needs more talent, and I guess D Hop would be that talent to show us what he's really capable of. But um, it just kind of seems like Bill Belichick is starting to get over the edge these days. He's over the hill. I mean, it seems that you know Bill O'Brien is coming back to be the OC. I don't know. Can can D Hop even get along with Bill O'Brien? I mean, like they had a a pretty nice spat. They had a lot of heat going on before he left Houston. So I'm not sure if that's going to work out. Give me the Titans if it's just these two options, and it looks like that's those are the only two options that I'm hearing about. Uh, I'll take the Titans because Derrick Henry is in the backfield. Now we did see the we did see the pictures on Instagram and Twitter of these guys having their workout sessions. I didn't think much of it. People told me it was something to think about, but I was like, nah. But uh, hey, doesn't look like he's chasing the ring. Looks like he's chasing the bag. He's gonna get it. And thanks to OBJ getting $15 million per in Baltimore, teams are running away from D-Hop right now. And so the Titans are in luck because he may get what he wants from them. And he's definitely going where he can get it at, whatever that number is. I think that Tannehill is still serviceable. And if he stays, the Titans could still – I think this was a team that was going to win about four or five games. Not going to lie to you. But uh, Let me ask you this. if you add D-Hop – uh-huh. Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. How much of a discount do you think he would take to play for a contender? Well, considering that he's looking at Tennessee and New England, I don't think he would take much of a discount at all, to be honest with you. Um, well, I'm, just, I'm just saying, let's, 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 just, let's just play it out. If, 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 if I, I, would, I would put Tennessee probably ahead of New England. So if Tennessee says, OBJ got, what, $15 million, so... If Tennessee said we'll give you seventeen million for one year, and Baltimore says we'll give you thirteen, thirteen and a half. Mm-hmm. Where's he going? If you're DeAndre Hopkins, where are you going? Oh, well, oh, 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 well, if I'm D Hop Hill, I'm taking the thirteen. I'm going to Baltimore. Uh, I'm taking the thirteen. That's good enough, and I may mess around and win a championship. You know what I'm saying? All right, but then I, and then, you know what? I'll flip it the other way. Karen, if you're DeAndre Hopkins and Tennessee offer you 17 and the 49ers offer you 13 and a half, where are you going? Uh, 49ers. Uh, and, and that's not just because of uh, the, the winning culture. But I, I, you know what? Hey, what the hell is $4 million, man? Get over there to the damn winning team. Yeah. 
And you decide, like, two, two, two or three different big contracts, man. Go on to the winning team and win you a championship. Or at least put yourself in the best position to win one. Say again? It's hard to count somebody's pocket for $4 million. Man, yeah, $4 million ain't going to hurt that man. He's a hundred millionaire. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be That's fair, be and, okay. and to be honest, I wouldn't offer uh, D Hop. I wouldn't offer D Hop seventeen million if I'm the Tennessee Titans for one year. You better add another year what to that. that. I, you better add another year to that or something. Because okay, here's the thing: if we are, if we are, and we've got a Titan uh, that's about to come in here right now, and he's going to, um, he's going to uh, talk to us or see. Well, I hope I didn't lose everybody. Um, but yeah, we got a we got a caller coming in right now. But I just want to say that if if the Tennessee Titans, um, I, me personally, I wouldn't offer him seventeen, eighteen per because it's like, dude, okay, we're already probably not going to the Super Bowl. We're not going to be a Super Bowl contending team, but we do want to still be a playoff contender. You're here to help develop these guys like Traylon Burks and these other young receivers. That's what you're here for. You're not um you're not you're not here for any other reason. You are here because we want you to, you know, lead this team, the young locker room and and and, and you know, we're going to win some games. Like this could be a 5-6 win team as of now and adding D-Hop I think that gets them to nine, ten wins. That's probably a wild card, but that's probably the ceiling. So I, I don't think it's worth seventeen million. And I would say that because I've already given Julio Jones some money a few years back. One year he didn't play, but like four games, if that. Uh, another year we they paid. Uh, that was another receiver that they paid also, and he didn't do anything. We can go all the way back to the years where they got Moss on the back end of his career, Andre Johnson on the back end of his career. I mean, like. Where does it stop? I mean, so, like, and I'm okay with the Titans signing him, but it needs to be reasonable because we're in rebuild mode. Um, but if we get you, we're probably reloading. But in order for us to reload, we need some cap space. We need a little bit more wiggle room. Uh, but, again, uh, that's just me. Uh, I wouldn't do that. And then D-Hop would have to just take what he can get, and that's what I would say. But, um he should just take his ass to a contender, but I'm glad he's not thinking that way. Because if he did, like us, like we said a few weeks ago, it wouldn't be any need to watch. If he went to KC or Buffalo, it wouldn't be any need to watch the NFL this season. So I, I hope he does go to Tennessee or New England, to be honest with you. But uh, we don't know what the, we don't know what the price is, guys. We just don't know what the price is. But I'm gonna say the Titans because the defense. It's actually going to be better than what people are giving it credit for. They've got Harold Landry coming back. They added a few people. Uh, they've got uh, the big stud in the middle from uh, Mississippi State, um, uh, Jonathan Simmons. And uh, th these guys are coming back healthy. They, they had a good draft. I don't know. You add him. Trey Burks now is the number two guy, not the number one guy who's supposed to be replacing A.J. Brown, at least not for this season. But we've got somebody on the line right now. And um, – we're going to see what he has to say about uh, what just what just happened there. We're going to see what he has to say about the Tennessee Titans and D-Hop since we're in the middle of this conversation. And uh, let's get to the bottom of it. Uh, caller, uh, Tennessee Titan fan, how you doing, man? Tighten up, tighten up, tighten the fuck up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We'll, 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 we'll try. We'll try our best. 
<laughs> How you pretty, doing, brother? You're pretty loose over here right now, man. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? We, 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 <laughs> I see what you did there, T. <laughs> pretty, pretty loose right now, man. Pretty loose. I, I see what you did there. <laughs> okay, so 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 uh, what we're doing here, man? We, we're talking about the Titans. We're talking about D Hop. He's going to visit the Patriots, and we were debating should he. You know, who should he pick between the Titans and Patriots or if he should just go somewhere else? You know, money-wise, we don't know what he's looking for. Maybe you can tell us since you're a Titan fan, LeVar. How are you doing? And tell us what you feel with the D-Hop and the Titan talk. Man, I'm doing good, man. First of all, I want to say y'all doing a great job over there on a great debate show. Keep up the good work, man. What's going on, Nick? What's up, Spud, man? Y'all doing a good job. Appreciate LeVar, you. LeVar, before you get going, brother, I got to ask you real quick. When is the truck coming back to Bartlett, man? <laughs> Bartlett. You know what? Next week. Yeah, I think next week, man, we're going to be out there for sure, man. But I'm definitely going to keep you posted on here. <laughs> you missed the beginning of the show. I'm going to be gone next week. Oh, mm. man. I'm going to be on vacation next week, man. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, you definitely going to want to holler at me, man, when you get I'm- back. I'm a holler if I if I got a drive for it, I, I need me another one in front wraps, man. Yeah, shout, out to, shout out to E Green Foods and Salad. Who's who's the salad? Yeah, E Green Urban Salad. Got, got, got it. Got it. You see, you see the food truck posted on Facebook. Find out where it's at. Get you some lunch. I'm telling you, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. For sure. For sure. Okay. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, man. So, you know, I just want to say, man, it, it, it feels so good. I woke up this morning, man, and it felt so in the land of the living first and foremost but also just to be a titan fan like the tennessee titans are sexy again we're sexy we're looking pretty sexy uh compared to um coming from a, a dui offensive coordinator coach uh who just said hey you know as long as i got derrick henry my job is safe and coming off of a gm who let one of the best wide receivers probably of all time go to you know the Philadelphia Eagles. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. You're welcome, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, you, you ain't nothing good to me, LeVar. I should have met you. You're you the better Jeffries, brother. I should have met you. Right? Like, I mean, like, yeah, here, you can have them. Yeah, we don't want them. But, you know, we went through hell last year. So, fast forward to this season. Um, shout out to, to our new general manager, um, Carthorne, man. He's doing a hell of a job, I think. Uh, I know a lot of people don't realize that yet because it's new. Um, but this is a new beginning, but it's a new chapter for the Tennessee Titans. So, you know, all the Tennessee Titans fans that are listening, you got a lot to be proud of, man. We got a lot to be proud of. We got a lot to be excited for. Um, because he's making Tennessee sexy. Like, even with the Eddie Georges and the Derrick Masons, Frank Wachicks, the Keith Bullocks, we, we, you know, we had a little sexy. Maybe when we went 10 and 0 with Javon Curtis, the freak on the outside, and Kerry Connell was slinging it. But we haven't looked sexy in a long time. This is what our new GM does. He 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 comes. He he take care of business. I know Jarvis. You know, uh, he's a hell of a recruiter, uh, scouter. He knows good players. He's not concerned about um, positions. He's 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 concerned about talented players. And uh, I think that's what he's doing with the Tennessee Titans. That's what he did in this draft. And you guys are going to see, um, especially when we get D-Hop. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, if this is what we're thinking. When we all heard the news that D-Hop was going to visit the Titans, I mean, 
I, I think I speak for everybody when I say we were like, what the hell? So tell us real quick, because we got we, we got uh, we, we've been pretty long already. And I apologize for just getting you in here, brother. But tell us real quick, if you can, why should we be excited to see D-Hop in Tennessee? Now, I will say this now. The Titans football. There's people in the local area. You know, you're here in Memphis just like we are. A lot of people on social media every Sunday at 12 o'clock. Man, why the Titans got to come on every Sunday? Man, I wish they would put somebody else out. You have been quite boring. And with the loss of A.J. Brown, man, they make my eyes bleed. So tell me why the Titans are going to be a playoff team or better by adding D-Hop. I mean, what else did they do? What else did they do to make this team much better? Well, every, every need that we came into the draft with, our new GM Carthon has filled the slot. He filled every hole in the in, in the draft in this year's draft. Okay. And via free agency, he filled every spot except wide receiver. Everybody, every fan was upset. Every morning we wake up, we're we're googling Tennessee Titans to see if we're going to do anything with the wide uh, wide receiver position, and we did not. Um, I think that we came close on draft day. I think we was um, it was. We were supposed to get D-Hop in a trade. I think it fell through for whatever reasons. We'll find out more later on in the season. Um, but I really do think the trade fell through. Um, but to, to answer your question, Jarvis, is that we lost our best receiver, which was A.J. Brown. We was locked in with A.J. Brown. We lost him. That's why we fell off last year. We had to, we hit the, we, we fell off. We fell off like a bad bag of dope. So, and, and, and still say no to drugs. You know, yeah. that's just a, yeah. you know, a Thank you for saying, thank you but, for saying that. <laughs> but yes, that, that that's what happened. So you get D-Hop, you're already replacing A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is is top five, top three, have you want to have you want to do it. But D-Hop is in that same top three, top five at 31. Um, D-Hop is that guy. He's proven it. On the field, off the field, stats prove it, numbers speak for itself. He balled out last year and he only played nine games. And he still gave you 700 yards, which lead, led our whole wide receiver crew last year. That's how bad we were. So you put Dion back in the slot. You put him in there. Now he's the one. You turn Burks his second year. You bring him to the two. You got uh, Kyle Murphy, who's a, who's Second year coming off, nobody knows him because he was hurt all last year. He's sort of like a a, a slot guy, Wells Wecker type of type of receiver, but he's got speed. He's coming from UCLA. So you put him in a slot. Chig, our tight end, who was the number one tight end last year as a rookie, he balled out all tight ends that came through the draft. So this is his second year. And check this out: we got another player who's a tight end who's a two point oh kittle. He comes out of Cincinnati. Uh, Ritter oh, balled out with him. I heard about that guy. So he I heard there. about that guy. Yeah, Desmond Ritter. That's what made him look pretty decent. Exactly. In so Cincinnati. this guy's a baller. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, these are no brand players, but they're going to be good. They're going to be solid. They're going to play hard. They're going to play tough. And every Sunday, you already know, we're a physical team. If anybody knows, Spud knows, we're physical. We get down. We we do what other teams don't want to do. And And I didn't even mention King Henry, the best running back of all time. I haven't even mentioned him yet. So time. you put him wow. into the dynamic of all time. Wow. Of all time. Mm. I'm speaking into positions like they did LeBron James. They said LeBron James out of high school is going to be better than Jordan. So I'm speaking, Derek. But that, that didn't happen either. 
No, no, it didn't. But here's the thing. We've we <laughs> no, seen Derrick Henry play, though. We've we seen him in action. We've seen his number. Not, not No disrespect to LeBron James, hell of a player. But I'm just saying, like, Derrick Henry, we've seen him. Um, he was on the verge of getting 2,000 yards the year before until he broke his ankle. So we've seen him shatter the records, and he's still at it. Like, nobody works harder. Nobody's working at the gym. At the, nobody works harder than Derrick Henry. And it shows on Sunday. But you put that in, you put all of that into play. And Ron Tannehill, let's get to him because I know it's coming. Split, I've been hearing your jokes and your shots, man. I, I understand. Look, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not a real big Tannehill fan myself, but I am going to say this because I really feel like Tannehill catches a bad break. Tannehill is better than Dak Prescott, who was in the, um, what, NLT <laughs> yeah, just NFC just division around. Just bear with me. Mm-hmm. But 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 look, I mean you Whoa. <laughs> what have Dak Prescott done? So about the same as Ryan Tannehill, right? So Tannehill yeah. is not that bad of a quarterback. He's better than Derek Carr. He's he's better than he's better than Whoa. He's, better, he's better than half of the league that you can or the players. There's only thirty two teams in the league. I promise you. He's in fifteen, fourteen range. His numbers has been in the same some of the same uh quarterback statistics as Patrick Mahomes ever since Ryan Tannehill has been in Tennessee. Now, last year he was hurt. He had that ankle problem. It didn't get it didn't get right, but I give him a lot of credit because he's tough. A lot of people don't know Ryan Tannehill's a tough son of a bitch. He's tough. I got to give him credit for that. He hung in there the whole season with that ankle injury, and and we had a bad offensive coordinator. Man, it was just, it just and we we lost seven games straight. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so it wasn't just Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill had nobody to throw it to. Ryan Tannehill is more successful when he has a tight end. Um, when he don't have that tight end, which we lost Jonu Smith two years prior, then we lose AJ Brown, and. We got a rookie receiver named Burks, so that nobody knows. You know what I mean? So Ryan Tannehill can can get win games. He can win a playoff game, and with the good defense that we're having, Harold Landry is coming back. Like Jarvis, you mentioned earlier, Harold Landry is coming back off of ACL. People don't. He had that big contract for a reason because he balled out on the field. He's going to do the same thing. Kevin Byers coming back. Are we where we get cornerback position and safety position? But the front, but that front seven is going to be ridiculous. Uh, with the add-ins that we've added in, with uh, y'all got Jeffrey Simmons signed, didn't you? Yeah, we got yes. Didn't even speak okay. on that, but Jeffrey Simmons is re-signed, so he's there for a long haul. He he wants to take over the defense now, so he looks like that was bad. Yeah, yeah he, is. he mm-hmm. is, and and that was a steal. That was a steal. Um, so I think that, and with this Will Levis guy, you know, whether he makes it or doesn't make it, look, he was a second-round pick. He was a day two, not a day one. But if he balls out, guess who looks like a genius? So it, we're going to have this conversation October, November. You know, we love the, the, win, the winter weather anyway. So I'm going to come back and holler at you guys back in December. We're going to see how to – we're going to play this interview back, and we're going to say, you know, LeVar was right. Well, it's Will Levis, and we're going to let you go. Thank you for your time, but I'm going to ask you one more thing before we let you go, and these guys are going to pretty much blitz you with everything that you just said about Tannehill and the Titans, I'm sure. But I'm going to ask you one more question, LeVar. Brother, do you see Will Levis playing in 2023 for the Tennessee Titans? Everything you just said about Tannehill, I heard that. Where does Will Levis sit in that? Is he going to hold Will Levis off for the entire season? Is that what you're telling me? If he's gonna be a Titan, if Tannehill stays, 
Well, well, first, what we got to realize, and, and I'm going to answer your question, but we got to stick to the real realization is that Will Levis is number, he's quarterback three. So we're not, we're, we're doing, you know, I'm not going to disrespect Willis like that because Willis, Malik Willis is our quarterback too. So for, for Will Willis to dethrone um, Malik Willis, Malik Willis has to pretty much stink it up. And I don't see him doing, I don't see him regressing. I don't see that. Now I could be wrong, but I, I don't see that. However, Anything is possible, uh, but Tannehill, he's the starter, unless he gets injured. Now, if he gets injured, you know what I'm saying, I, hey, you know, we can't control those, but if, if Brian Tannehill is healthy, there's no way in the world that uh, Will Levis is going to take him for this spot. For now, for 2023, I, I, I would certainly hope, if you're going to sit here and tell me that Ryan Tannehill is better then Derek Carr and Dak Prescott. I see y'all finna jump me, man. I made one statement. If you're gonna tell me that he's better than those two, Will Levis damn sure better not be a threat to his job this year if he's healthy. Because that would be outrageous. Well, well, Nick, 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 I mean, uh, seriously though, I mean, look, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's any, I don't know if he said anything unhinged when it comes to Carr and, uh, who was the other quarterback? Yeah, you've been hating on me with Carr since I was telling you about Carr back, back early in the season. That, the that, that Terrence was on your ass, too. Terrence isn't a big Derrick Carr fan either. Does this year. Yeah, yeah. Terrence is not a big Derrick Carr fan either. And and I think he what is. And I, 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 no, 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 no. No, that's a Jimmy, team. He just took his spot, man. No, that's Jimmy, a team. Did, did Derrick, you forget that? You know, the Saints are going to be good anyway. But they, they just needed a decent quarterback, and they do have that now. So I agree with that. But I don't know if he's better than Tannehill. I really don't. I don't know if – who was the other quarterback he said? Um, well, okay. If you don't, if you don't know, Dak I'm going to throw something Yeah, Dak. He's better than Dak Prescott. He is. Dak is holding the Cowboys back. Um, <laughs> you put, if you put Ryan Tannehill in that NFC division game, Mm-hmm. The Cowboys have a better chance at winning that game against the 49ers. And we got the 49ers on the phone right now. If if Ted is in that spot, I think Dak made some horrible throws. He looked shy. He was gunshot. I seen all of that. Ryan Tannehill, if he was in that game, he wins that game. If Ryan Tannehill plays in that Super Bowl game against the uh, the, the 49ers and Chiefs, he makes the throw that needs to be made. Yeah, I said it. Damn it, I said this prime time. Listen, I, I, I am not big on Dak. I'm not big on Derek Carr. But then, but I'm not about to disrespect either one of those guys. Everybody on this call knows that. Now, for a long time, Jimmy G was in the NFC, so this, I'm, I'm basing what I'm about to say on that. Danny Hill was essentially AFC Jimmy G. With a good, with a damn good running game, because he can turn around and hand that thing out to Derrick Henry, who can literally, we see him do it, take it for ninety-nine yards, stiff on a grown-ass man on his way up the sideline. So we're not about to act like Tannehill. If, if that team gets down ten, Tannehill is cooked, just as well as Jimmy G was. We're not about to act like Tannehill can lead a team in the damn where Tannehill can lead ass to a damn watermelon at a barbecue. I'm, I'm glad, glad you mentioned it because in the in the things that. Uh, D Hop mentioned in his in his interviews. They asked D Hop, "What do you want?" He's very simple. He don't want a lot. Sounds like me. 
You know, we don't need much. He said, I don't even need a – I don't need an A-star quarterback. He said that. Go back and look it up. He said he don't need that. So, Ryan Tannehill fits that bill, according to you guys. Hey. Then – Yeah, so you, he doesn't need an A, he need an a quarterback, but damn, does he want a C quarterback? Hey, I'm gonna tell some numbers at you here real quick. Hold on, hold on, Spud. That same Ryan Tannehill beat those uh, Baltimore Ravens in 2019. And eight and eight won shit since then. Eight won anything since then. Y'all lost seven games in a row with that quarterback. A little bit. What's that? Tighten up a little bit, Spud. I mean, we beat you guys in 19 when we beat Ryan Tannehill. Did we beat y'all next year? Did we beat y'all next year? Yes, you did. Hey, I got number love for Baltimore. But okay, I, I got a lot of respect for Tennessee. Hard nose, they play hard. Uh, you know, hey, Eddie George, I've met Eddie George before. Steve McNair, I, if I could, I would buy Steve McNair jerseys. I'm mm-hmm. cheap right now. And wear it every fourth of July. I love that dude. But then Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill is a damn C, is a C minus quarterback. But he gets the luxury of turning, turning around and handing the ball to Derrick Henry. Y'all, I ain't ever played organized football a day in my life, but damn, I can do that. Tannehill shouldn't take a, 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 a he shouldn't take a hit just because Derrick Henry King him. All right, okay, all right, all right, all right, LeVon, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If Derrick Henry gets hurt, if let's just say Derrick Henry doesn't he, he gets hurt in the preseason, I swear I don't wish this on him. If he gets hurt in the preseason and all you have is Tannehill and whatever receivers you have right now, what's your guy's record? Let's see how it if you got D Hop on the roster, we win. We we win eight. Give me eight over. You'll be you'll be eight and nine. Yes. Give me eight over. That's without Teddy Hill. Because we still with D Hop, that changes everything. You have to change the way you play defense when you got D Hop on the field. So that's going to change. That's going to open up a lot for Burks. It's going to like open up a lot for Chief. So, yeah, yeah I, I who's, know, our, who's our backup running back? Do you know? Actually, it's a it's a rookie, uh, Tajon Spears. We just signed him. He has no ACLs, but they say he's been balling out in training uh-huh. camp. So, what, what, yeah. what you mean he has no ACLs? Hey, I'm just, I don't, the same I don't thing. The same thing Frank Gore didn't have when he got drafted, though. Hey, uh, uh, believe it I, or not, I didn't even know it was medically, you know, impossible. But the yeah. last time I heard that was the one black. Hey, but just uh, watch out for the rookie. Spears with no ACLs is going to be balling out. Uh, Carthorn has already said he's not just going to use him at running back. He's going to be sort of like a. Uh, um, What's the scrolls? Christian McCaffrey, Dan Scrolls, something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be using most special teams. So, look, none of this makes sense now, today, but let's let's revisit this conversation in in November, December. You make sure you come back when the damn Titans be on the damn clock. And I do think the Titans will be okay. Terrence, uh, I, Terrence. Okay. Uh, Houston, you know, I can take a break again. But, hey, the big Orion is going for it. So, uh, I don't, I'm not saying I'm tired of the man. But, yeah, you, we get D. We are competing in the AFC. That's all I'm saying. We are competing. I, I know, but, but that I agree with. If everybody's healthy, then you guys should be competing for the AFC South. 
Yes, for the AFC South title, yes. And we can compete with, with Kansas City. We can compete with you guys, Baltimore. We can compete with the Broncos. We can compete with the Raiders. We can compete with the Broncos right now. Hey, I will. I don't know, man. I don't think y'all can compete with Jacksonville, Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, the Chargers, um, or the Jets. Keep keep in mind, D House said defense win games. That's what he said, and that's something that the D House is trying to get paid. D House is trying to get paid. And, and guess what? We gonna play. Now I hope he's trying to win. We get and now, now he because I got the thing against the Titans, but I, I just hope he's trying to win. And I don't think he wins in Tennessee. Hey, let me say hey, this. Let me let, let, let me say this, and we're gonna get out of here. Keep in mind, I know. I, look, Tannehill is probably right in the middle of the pack, as as you said, uh, Lavar. You're probably right, 14, 15, somewhere in there. But I will say that whether he's better than Derek Carr or whether he's better than um, Dak Prescott and these other quarterbacks or not, they're all kind of mediocre to me. But I will say this: if they get D Hop, DeAndre Hopkins have caught has caught touchdowns from a lot of different quarterbacks, and you don't even know half of them. They're not in the league anymore. People like Brock Osweiler, you know, people like them. Uh, uh, Kyler Murray, before Kyler Murray, he had that other guy, um, uh, uh, Colt McCoy. Uh, he's caught touchdown passes from a lot of quarterbacks, and most of them are trash. And he still has the numbers he has. He's still no drop D hop. He's still that guy, even through all those years and those different quarterbacks when he was in his prime. Is he a little bit past his prime right now? Yeah, he may be. But let's keep in mind, wherever he goes, the guy is caught in touchdowns from quarterbacks that are not even in the league or who are who were third string, second string, because a lot of times he had to play with backups and third string quarterbacks because Houston couldn't keep a healthy quarterback. Arizona still can't keep a healthy quarterback. I mean, he's been through the mud and back. So I mean, let's just not under let's not forget who D Hop is. We we're saying how great he is, so let's understand that he makes everybody better. Let's keep that He's in mind. He's better than AJ Brown. He's better than AJ Brown, and I and, and this, is coming, this is coming from a time. Yeah, AJ Brown. AJ Brown still has a little bit a bit to go to be better than D Hop, no doubt. I still think D Hop. Man, come on, y'all know how I feel about D Hop. I've been calling him No Drop D Hop for. Three over three years hey, now on this show. Man for years, and he, you, you can argue to me he's the best in the league still. I mean, I know you know he had a special last or whatever, but when he came back, he it didn't look like anything changed. I yeah, no, yeah. He, he he's your pick for number one. I'm not gonna argue too hard with you. I've been saying mm-hmm. he's pretty much the best, yeah. And I'm, even though I probably won't say he's the best, he probably still is. I don't know who's who's the best. Who we have to do that? Maybe next week or the for week me, after. For me, it's either him or Devontae. We've got Devontae, yeah, you've got D Hop. You've got Devontae, you've, you've got D Hop, you've got uh you've got Stefan Diggs, you've got Justin Jefferson, you've got um Tyreek Hill Steel. I'm not a Diggs fan anymore, man. He's a crybaby. I, I never have been really. But he's still balls. I, 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 I never really have been. But he still balls. He's still, he's number one receiver. He's nice. He's nice. He's nice. Yeah, number one for sure. No, oh. I, I'm not gonna take nothing from him. Oh, okay. He's, he's he's arguably top five. If you take if, if, him outside of if it, you, he's, you can argue it. If you take him away from Josh Allen, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen goes back to looking like the Josh Allen we saw before they acquired. No, 
Stephon Diggs. <laughs> I agree. Again, I, I'm saying he's arguably okay. top five. Okay. 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 You arguing with me? No. I would take DeAndre. I take Devontae. I take Justin. I take Tyree. I take Jamar Chase. Hold on. You take, take Jamar? Would you, would you take Jamar? Would you take Jamar Chase over over Diggs? Yeah, I would. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really beefing with you about that. I don't, I don't really want no smoke. Not, I, I like the list. I like it. I ain't got no, I ain't got no debate with it. And I, and I take AJ. I want to make sure we heard that. I take AJ over. You know what? Now, now AJ is better than Jamar. You don't think so? I mean, he's got the speed. He's got the Jets. He's got the Jets, but he's not better than AJ as a complete yeah, wide receiver. I was saying, I was saying, no to CD Lamb. CD, CD ain't quite there yet. CD nice though. Oh, okay. I hate to say no. It he a cowboy. no, no, he's, he's not nice, there yet. But, no, but not I don't think he's quite there yet. He's number one, but he's not in that top five. No, no. Yeah, uh, and, that's, and he, and I'm, I'm not even saying he can't get there because he's nice. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, he can get but, there. But, hey. but, but Stephon for me is probably, he's probably seven. I'm going to tell you this. If Dalvin Cook signs in Dallas, C.D. Lamb will show your ass that he probably is. He probably is deserving to be in his li- on his list. But he hasn't had I a guess, decent yeah. running game. He needs to do again, some we, we may have this conversation, you know, ten months from now, a year from now, and a couple of minutes. Yes, yes, he's in this conversation. Like yeah. I, I'm not, no, I'm not saying he can't be, right. but for me, he's not quite there yet. Right, right. Gotcha. It, it, might, it might be Dak's fault for holding him back, yep. according to you. Well, I, I know T. I know T. has to get out of here pretty soon here. So, uh, Terrence, what else do we have, man, on this show, if anything, so we can wrap this thing up? I know you got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's actually it, man. Uh, it's been a very good discussion, and and, and Levar, if you're still on, you please by all means call back anytime, man. And, and if you ever want to line those Titans up on Madden, my Ravens are always waiting. Uh, and you know, I, I know, I know that beating my Ravens in the playoffs is your guys' crowning achievement. But come on, let's, let's get a little Madden game in, man. I'm always ready. Oh, I owe you an ass whooping too, T. I got you. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that, John. No, no it's okay. It no, no, it it's okay. Match, we it's just, a- you know. <laughs> hey, no, but it's okay because I've, I've beaten you before, so it's cool. But you beat me pretty bad uh, that day. That day, and uh, we were expecting, I mean, we were expecting the wrestling got- interview, and we we had some time to kill, and we just got to playing Madden a few games, and I did not do a thing. I was pretty bad. So, yeah, I got to redeem myself. Whether I beat you or not, I need to at least pinch you. I didn't get a pinch in. Uh, so. Hey, I, I, I respect that, man. You got to always like I definitely got to come get some get back. I, I owe y'all, especially you, Jarvis. I got to get some get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on and get you something, Nick. You sure do. You do. Uh-huh. Yeah, hey, we, all, we, we only have about a couple of months of this Madden left. I know. Uh, right. I don't know what that next game is going to look like, so we might want to try to get a couple games in before. Uh, and I got a, yeah. and I have a problem with Josh Allen being on the cover of the new Madden. He didn't. I didn't see him in the Super Bowl last year. Hell, I didn't see him in the AFC Championship game. I I'm, I'm glad he is because I believe in the Madden curse, and I don't need that around Jalen. Wait a minute, ain't no Madden curse anymore, is it? I mean, who was on the cover last year? I mean, when Brady was on it, they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's. I think it's kind of a good thing now to be on the cover, if I'm not mistaken. But how yeah, do you not put Jalen Hurts or Patrick? Mahomes, when Brady and Mahomes did the dual cover, I think they both was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 that's right. That was 21. It's, 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 it's definitely not as bad as it was growing up, because growing up, that thing was real. What are, it was hey, murder's hey, road, boy. And speaking of Tom Brady, guys, Tom Brady is, I don't know if he's just, you know, he's just doing ghost shit, but... Uh, I read a report today where he's throwing footballs at drones, and uh, they they say he's knocking them the fuck out. So I mean I don't know maybe he's still auditioning or I don't, I don't know, but 
Hey, TB12, shout out to the GOAT, man. man. Yeah, I saw a headline about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Get yeah, out, get I, 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 I think he's done, but hey, it, it could be a situation where you know if everybody gets hurt and they're down to the fifth quarterback. Hey, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah hey. he's done. He's just out here playing around at this point. Yeah, he having fun. Like I said, yeah. hey, if I see him week one and he's if, if week one gets underway, they kick it off and he's not on the team. I, I will say yes, he's retired. But, hey, but, um, but it's up to Jimmy G. If Jimmy G don't pass his physical, man, I ain't Tom Brady. <laughs> well, he's, he's still. Like, oh, man, I do it for a couple weeks, guys. He's, he's he's still saying he's done. So we we will see. We will see. Uh, I heard oh, that oh, last oh. year too. So we'll see. All right. So that's it. The Great Debate Show has been good. We talked the Titans. We talked D Hop going to the Titans or Patriots. Uh, we had a guest, a Titan fan, come in and let us know. Lavar told us why the Titans are going to be better than what people think and why Tannehill is better than some quarterbacks. That no one probably agrees with, but that was his opinion and his statement on that. We also talked about Dane, possibly to Miami, uh, the Heat, the Nuggets. Congratulations again to Nikila Jokic winning the NBA Finals MVP, and they're the champions. Jamal Murray and all those guys, man, they deserved it. Again, Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat. I want to tip my hat to them too, though, for a well, uh, a very good season and uh just it was remarkable, but it did turn out to be the '99 Finals, as we all kind of thought it would be, as the, the Knicks when the Knicks lost to the Spurs in '99, as an eight seed to the one seed, and that's what we had with the Heat and the Nuggets. So we'll be back next week. If any news breaks with D Hop, we'll be back. If anything breaks with John ja Morant and his suspension in the NBA, we'll be back. But until then, I must bid you all an adieu, and we are about to get out of here. Terrence, Nick. Thank you, guys. This was another good show. Uh, bro, appreciate you coming through, brother. Eat green herb and salads. If you're in a local area, you got to try him out. That is a.k.a. Chef Swagger. And uh, he he be throwing down. I used to always crack jokes on him when he was in the kitchen with mom. And we, I used to be like, man, if you don't get your ass over here and watch this football game and get out there kitchen. And he was on to something, though. Now people want to come to him and give him money to eat. What he prepares. So, uh, hey, I guess the joke's on me now, ain't it, bro? Uh, but uh, that's all I got. We're out of here. We'll be back uh, for another one next week. Uh, y'all, please be safe out there. Peace out, guys. Yo.